Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danielle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, Madam Danielle. <laughs> That's Mrs. Danielle to you. Oh, hello. Uh, how you been? Uh, good. How have you been? I've been doing okay. Uh, working on my camper van. I saw the pictures. It looks good. I can't, Michael and I were sitting there. First of all, I went to see a local production of A Bronx Tale. It was so cute. It was very good. Um, the guy who played Sonny was really, really good. And my friend James was good, too. But like That guy was the lead, and he was very good. Uh, the next night, Chaz Palminteri showed up. He's the guy who wrote the book. Oh. And started the movie. Wow. And made it a musical. Wow. I know. He's a wild guy. Uh, and he was like, I'm so proud that you guys chose to, uh, you know. <laughs> Do my shows. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm like, don't make me cry at work. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, so we, before we go to the play, we're having dinner. And uh, I'm telling him how since the guys at work put the walls up, they had all this old uh, fiberglass. They put the walls up. I was like, great. Now I'm going to put in all the cabinetry and the sink and, and the butcher block and like all this business. I was like, there's no time for you to do any of that. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I have nothing this weekend. No things, no camping, no, no people to call, nothing. Got into a minor argument with my dad. So he's not talking to me. Okay. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. When, when, when you're like, you're dead wrong. And he's like, not in my house. <laughs> I'm beating around the bush. I think we all know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Some reason versus red hats. And, and I just wasn't going to stand for it. There you go. And I was like, well, he believes he's right. I'm like, well, flat earthers believe they're right too. And guess what? <laughs> guess what about those guys? Guess what? Neil deGrasse Tyson had a, a pretty good quote. Uh, he said, the good, the fun thing about truth is that it's correct whether or not you believe it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry about that. It is what it is. Uh, so I had nothing but time on my hands to be building out van shit. And he's like, we'll never get it done. I'm like, you. He always says that. I know. He's like a little like my dad. Not from the unrepentant racist part. <laughs> <laughs> The, like he hammers in two nails and he's like, we have hard work this weekend. <laughs> I think that's it. Because <laughs> we were putting in the carpet in the front and I was like, all right, let's bang this out. And we're laying it and stuff. He's like, well, we can't put the seats back in today. It's like three in the afternoon. I'm like, what are you Why talking not? about? Why not indeed? It's like, well, there's just no time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing but time. I'm like, I will pull out all the lights that I have. They're like seeing lights and like, there's my cat. There's a little tail. It's a tail. You better believe that carpet went in one day. He I came back to gig and all that shit was in there. <laughs> I believe it. He's like, oh, well, I'm like, well, nothing. <laughs> I was like, uh, get out of my way. Came back also, from I, work, 
Uh, I work fast, maybe not efficiently, but faster, certainly, um, when I'm alone, because then I don't, I can have, like, whatever childish, like, hissy fit I want to have about mm-hmm. it, like, it's not fair, and, like, throw my hammer or do whatever, and, like, nobody's there to judge me, but if, like, Michael's standing right there, I have to, like, keep it together, and I have to be like, you can't look at me right now, because I need to have, you need to go. <laughs> I like to because no one's telling me how to use the tool. Yeah. You know what you could do? I'm like. You could fuck off. <laughs> He's like, just kidding. I'm like, because I, I, is, I just got my period. The, like, it hadn't arrived when we were arguing about how much time there was. But then it arrived. And I was like, man, you got to criticize. You got something fucking to say about everything, do you? Every, every idea, I'm like, hey, this sink. And you're all like, no sinks, we have no time, blah, blah, blah. You can't, you can't, you can't. I'm like, nothing but criticism out of you. And then he'll come by and be like, you know what you could do? And I look over, he's like, bye. <laughs> like, not one criticism, buddy. <laughs> you think you could do it better? Be my guest. <laughs> but can't. And I take his ideas and stuff. I consider them. Sometimes. <laughs> So, isn't this our 100th episode? It is our 100th episode. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine 100 episodes in? Oh, my God. So, we're doing a special episode, not to deter you, but... Um, no, I could bitch you all day. <laughs> I have my period. It's second day period bitch day. Oh, oh. Um, we are doing a special episode on cryptozoology, cryptids. We are. I have three. I also have three. I have selected three. And I have a cat who won't let me use my mouse. Okay, thanks. Never Two mind. are cryptid cryptids, and one is a legendary creature. Ow! You. Is it? It's Nibbles. Nibbles, the legendary creature. Nibbles, you have to you know, fuck her up. Fuck her up! Fuck me up. Oh. Look what's happening. Bye-bye. Um... Do you want to go first? Ooh, okay. I can go first. I can go first. I'm so excited. Um, my first one up is a yowie. Have you ever heard of a yowie? Is it a demon? It is not a demon. We can check good, good, good omens later with... Oh. Beelzebub and Gabriel. That's what I'm really here for. Uh, that's Don't distract me. Sorry. A yaoi is Australian. Uh, it's large, ape-like hominid. It's in the wilderness, in the outback, in dense forests. Uh, it's like a Bigfoot. It's like if you crossed a Bigfoot in an abominable snowman. Oh, all right. I know. I always felt like an abominable snowman was Bigfoot's cold cousin. Like the polar bear of Big Feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess there's cold parts of Australia, but there's also like super hot parts of Australia. Um, so maybe that's why it's a little bit of both. Who knows? Um, the report, like, witnesses... <laughs> Say it resembles like a, a coarse hair covered human and it's hunched over. 
its feet get varying, not like regular, like Bigfoot. I love cryptids so much. It's so silly. So big, big, big footprints are like regular, just big feet. Like, um, you know, like a Michael Jordan foot walking around or right. like, I'm trying to think of other people with big feet. Bill. I'm presuming he has big feet. Bill has big feet. So like, that's a big foot thing. <clears throat> but it, the Yowies, they have different like foot options, I guess, <laughs> where like the toes aren't quite right or... I don't know. Maybe your feet get a little bit more snaggly in the outback than they do in Appalachia. Okay. I mean, maybe they have to get like a little more um, tougher because everything in Australia will kill you. Oh, maybe they might have lost a toe or two, you know? Yeah. So who knows what? I didn't look up other cryptids of Australia, although I should have. I could have done. Um,. They've been seen all over from the Blue Mountains to Queensland to New South Wales. Uh, mostly remote, though, of course, and mountains. Sometimes I forget that Australia has mountains. I do. Like, I think of Ayers Rock, and then, like, that's it on the mountain front for them. But that's not true. <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> um, they believe that the legend of the Yowie uh, originates with the Aboriginal people with uh, mythologies. Because uh, they have their own wild men stories. Uh, but they, I don't have any, like, finer details about, like, what their stories are necessarily. Is my thing blinking? Yes. Yep. Put it out, thing. I can't even win for a second. Um, oh, it just tells me what cryptozoology is. More on that in a second. Evidence. Uh, eyewitness accounts. Shady photographs. You know, the regulars. The standard. Uh, none of these have been accepted by the scientific community. What a surprise. All the evidence is non-conclusive. People, uh, there was like one lady who thought, no, she didn't think, but like the newspaper, I guess, needed clicks. And they were like, oh my god, a yowie ate your dog. And she straight up was like, I think a dingo ate my dog, actually. <laughs> and they were like, shut your face, it was a yowie. Oh, goodness. Uh, in popular culture, uh, yowie has become a significant part of Australian pop culture, inspiring books, movies, and documentaries. Mystique continues to capture the public's imagination as the allure of the vast and unexplored wilderness. How big is Australia, you think? Huge. Fucking up. Huge. Is it, like, how big is it compared to Texas? It's a continent. I know, but it just doesn't seem... I'm going to look it up. Australia. To Texas. Oh, that was auto-filled, even. <laughs> Okay, it's enormous. Never mind. I told you, it's a continent. Texas is on a continent. No, but like, remember when we first met and I was like, the distance between San Francisco and LA was like an hour. Was this? Yeah. 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 So that's how Australia felt in my heart. I was like, oh, I could go from like <laughs> Brisbane to the Gold Coast in like 25 minutes. 
Girl, it's only an inch on the map. I swear. <laughs> Our maps are just so not to scale. And so, oh, like, God, why would you want them to? Go on. How are they going to be to scale? I've seen to scale ones. It just uh, focuses more on that northern hemisphere. Like, where they make, like, Europe look like. Because, like, Europe can fit, like, inside Texas. And Australia on the map looks to be roughly the size of Europe. Ah, nibbles get off my computer. I wonder if there are any yaoi's. I should have looked in New Zealand. Don't forget, you still have two more to do. I do. Um, no. Maui, yaoi's don't make it to New Zealand. Maui? They have <laughs> mohau. They can't swim. They have mohau, though, which is also a Bigfoot. Why does Maybe everybody has got a Bigfoot? How come everybody has a flood story and a Bigfoot? Because there are big feet. I think Bigfoots are real. I think so too. I'd I give Yowie um, a seat in Valhalla and a throne in Olympus. Nice. <laughs> He's a good day. Oh, I'm sure there's like some like penal colony joke I could make about. Australia and Yowies. Yeah, but it's from Aboriginals, so... That's true. Yeah. And that's... That's it for the Yowie. Okay. That's my Yowie. I like the Yowie. It's your turn. Oh. So my first person, or thing, is the Mothman. <laughs> I was wondering and if I you were going to do Mothman in honor of your daughter. I did do Mothman in honor of my daughters. So Mothman is strictly a West Virginia. Um, he is a humanoid creature, and he's definitely male. Obviously, Mothman. Um, Mothman. <laughs> he's a humanoid creature that was reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area in 1966. So from November 15th to December 15th, 1966 to 1967, so for almost a year, people were reporting that they saw him. Um, it was published in the Point Pleasant Register the day after someone claimed they saw this, this thing. Uh, they were claiming that they saw a man-sized bird creature. Um, the national press picked it up, um, and helped spread the story across the United States. The source of the legend is believed to have originated from sightings of out-of-migration sandhill cranes or herons. I don't know if Mothman looks like a heron. I've taken a picture no, of a heron. No. So, um, the story goes on November 15th, Dickie and Linda Maxwell. I love Dickie. And Steve and Mary Mallet told police that they'd seen a large white creature whose eyes glowed red standing on the side of the road <clears throat> um, in the TNT area, which was the site of a former World War II uh, munitions plant. Um, she described it as a slender, muscular man about seven feet tall with white wings and said that she was unable to discern its face due to the hypnotic effects of its eyes. Distressed, the witnesses drove away at high speed and said that the creature flew after their car, making a screeching sound, and it pursued them as far as Point Pleasant city limits. So apparently he must be on um, parole because he couldn't go past the Point Pleasant city limits. Um, two days after that, for the next two days, other people started reporting sightings. Um, and then the local newspaper started reporting it. So two mm. volunteer firemen 
said they saw it with a light, large bird with red eyes. Um, and that's when the sheriff said that he thought maybe it was the heron sightings. Um, a contractor told the um, sheriff that he aimed a flashlight at the creature in the nearby field and its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Mm. And he also said that it was buzzing and screeching. Um, and he blamed the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on it. <laughs> it was, so no. and the, the wild, a wildlife biologist came out and said, uh, really, this sounds like a sandtail crane um, because they can almost be as tall as men with a seven foot wingspan. And they have reddish coloring around the eyes. They said it could have wandered out of the migration route, route and was therefore unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. However, nobody wanted to hear that. So um, due to the popularity of the Batman TV series at the time, the fictional superhero Batman and his rogue gallery were prominently featured in the public eye. And at that time, there was a villain called the Killer Moth. He was just from the comic book. And they believe that that's where the name Mothman came from. That's fantastic. I know. Um, after the 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge and the death of 46 people, um, the incident gave rise to the legend and connected the Mothman to the bridge collapse. Because it happened almost a year to the day of the first sighting. Oh. Um, starting in 2002, Point Pleasant held its first annual Mothman Festival, so it hasn't been around as long as the, the legend has been. Mm. Um, they were trying to brainstorm on how to get people to visit Point Pleasant, and they decided to capitalize on the Mothman and gave it a festival. Uh, it is very popular. It seems it. I mean, my daughter goes every year, but the average attendance for the festival is estimated to be ten to 12,000 people per year. It is a tiny town. Point Pleasant is a tiny town. You know, they, like, uh, who are these fakers? Right. Who are these 12,000 fakers? <laughs> um, it is held on the third weekend of every September, which happens to usually be Mavin, or the solstice. And it's also Gina's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> And they put that giant statue. I don't know if you've seen pictures of the giant statue, but he's very manly, manly looking. Um, he's got dad ass. And they unveiled it in 2003. They opened a Mothman Museum and Research Center in 2005. And they have guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contests. I don't know why and a hayride tour of all of the areas that people claim that they saw Mothman. Tell you, in an unrelated bit, well, it's related. West Virginia has got some pretty chillness about it and like history and National Park and Mothman Festival and was created because they didn't want to be associated with a nasty-ass slave state like Virginia. So there was oh, Virginia. Know. What the hell happened, guys? Well, I don't know. Why is your... Computer glitching. And if an uh, attempt to vex me further, I think. So anyway, Mothman. Does he? Do you think he gets a seat? Um, at I sure hall? do. Hang on one sec. Where'd you go? Uh, I I moved the um the thing away. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I like, I feel bad uh, when I, when I can't find the language that I need, like, okay, it, well, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> it causes me physical pain. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. Okay. Um, so it's your turn now. Excuse me. All right. My next one up. All right. We got that. We got that. My insane. Hmm. You have that on. I have that on. Can we just get this out of here? All right. Fine. Fine. Everything sucks. And this better be recording good. Otherwise, I'm going to kick someone. Yes. Oh, we got to refresh the page. I didn't know that that would happen. Whatever, wet farts. Ah, oh, now you can't see my face. It doesn't matter. I can see you. Just go. Um, you can see me. Mm-hmm. I can't see me. Okay. Well, I can. But, see am I beautiful? You're fabulous, bawling. Well, not as fabulous as my next creature, <laughs> which is also regional to you. Oh. Uh, we're doing the Jersey Devil. Nice. It is lore from the Pine Barrens region of South New Jersey and Philadelphia. Uh, it is described as a mysterious and fearsome creature that inhabits the dense forest and marshlands of that area. I have camped there and I have not seen my Jersey Devil, but I remain vigilant. Boo. <laughs> Uh, The legend dates back to the early 18th century, where a woman um, named Mother Leeds, I'm sure she had a first name, but back then, you know, they didn't. Uh, You know, like Mike Pence calls his wife Mother, like a goddamn creep. Like a disgusting-ass creep. They called this woman Mother Leeds. It's like, goodly, goodly Masakia over here. No. (laughs) Uh, so bad. Ow. She was reportedly a witch giving birth to her 13th child and cursed the child with, I hope this child is the devil, possibly fathered by the devil. You know, with the witchness being about right. her. Um, and so it transformed into a winged creature like a devil and flew off into the Pine Barrens. <laughs> Where I guess it remains to this day or doesn't, but it does. Um, I like how like super witchy it is. It's not enough that she's a witch. It's got to be her 13th child. Of course. How cliche. I know. And it looks like, like a half transformed vampire. I thought it had goat feet. Um, it has that too. It has like a bunch of different descriptions. So for appearance... Oh. Um, the common elements, it, it looks like it has the body of a kangaroo or a horse. Why kangaroo? Um, we don't have kangaroos out here. I don't think they mean the legs. I think they mean the torso. Yeah, but where did they see a kangaroo? I don't know. That's what, this is descriptions, what people say. Okay. Or the body of a horse, but I wouldn't have said horse either because I think it's bipedal. Yeah. Uh, the head of a goat. There's the goat. And leathery bat wings and cloven hooves. So cloven hooves. Oh, I mean, you get, if if it's going to pick up something from the father, the least he could be is those wonderfully sexy cloven hooves. Uh oh. 
I mean, I couldn't get his swinging dick. No, you know, probably he tucks it under. I just want to point out that uh, Bill is only hearing half of this conversation. So he's only hearing my half of the conversation. Oh, he can't hear me? No, I have oh, the earphones have the on. earphones in. So all he heard was me asking if it could have a swinging dick. Mm-hmm. And again, and again. He tucks it, it in the kangaroo pouch, you know? <laughs> Flips it up, tucks it in. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh. <laughs> uh. Um. He also has sharp teeth and claws. Well, that's to protect his kangaroo dick. But uh. <laughs> over the years, on the table. Over the years, uh, numerous reported sightings, although obviously no concrete evidence. Right. They- Claimed to see the creature flying through the air or lurking in the woods of the Pine Barrens. So, um, okay, I'm gonna just go back to the deck. Yeah, because I heard that about you. What you heard that about <laughs> me? Yeah. Well, let's just let's just backpedal because we <laughs> covered the Yowie, yeah. Mothman, and now the Jersey Devil. Yes, these are all claiming to be male creatures. How come yeah, nobody that's... talks about like? Two of those things fly. Well, spoilers for my last legendary creature. It is a female. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Oh, I think there's descriptions of men. What? men. Because right. if it's a lady cryptid, she's not going to get out there. No, because I'll always be like, oh, you know, she's out there seducing men. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But I'm just saying, they never, ever be like, he was seven foot tall and, you know, he had a dick down to his knees or like the Jersey <laughs> devil was flying over and he knocked over a chimney with his penis. Like I, <laughs> why are those never, <laughs> I'm just saying if, if it's a seven foot creature, the penis is, I would assume be pretty big. I don't really want to get into like what I picture a Bigfoot penis to look like, but I'm just saying. Well, if this is part, if the Jersey Devil's part horse, I mean, maybe that's the part of the horse that they're talking about. Uh, which you would notice if it was flying over your house. It'd be like a three-legged thing was flying over. Like a tripod. <laughs> that's yeah. not aerodynamic at all. No, that's what I'm saying. Or is it tucked in like a bird? I just need to know. Uh. I don't know how the the Jersey... They don't get into, like, how the Jersey Devil would have had, like, other Jersey Devils. And it's not listed as immortal, necessarily. If it was birthed in the 18th century, that's, like, some 1700s shit. Right, but if its dad is Satan, then I guess it could live. Like, maybe it just doesn't age like we do. Maybe. Because there's still, like, current sightings. People are like, I saw the Jersey Devil. Or or maybe it's impregnating other people. Other demons or something. Yeah. Um, Ew. Everybody loves them. Hoaxes and skepticism. Some sightings may be attributed to owls, large birds, and other wildlife. There is Not no wildlife that looks like <laughs> with a the with a goat head flying. That is a big <laughs> bat, in which case it needs something. <laughs> it's those herons again. Yeah, maybe the darn herons. 
devil are in came love from west virginia over here <laughs> uh i could tell you this in the first season of the x-files they did an episode called the jersey devil it wasn't good i mean they can't all be winners especially in that first season there's some tough tough spots i'm still mad at you about telling you about the one that hides in the pork potties <laughs> i you were trying to find the fluke man in like cryptid lore, but I think that was a special X Files creation. Because <laughs> I was like, I gotta find the fluke man for Danny. No, they cut him half at the end, and now he's two fluke men. What are you gonna do with that? Hiding in porta bodies. No. <laughs> Yucky. Well, it wasn't a gross. The Jersey Devil wasn't a gross, leathery winged bat person. It was a lady. It was David Duchovny's at the time girlfriend. <laughs> And she was covered with some sexy dirt and some must hair. And Fox Mulder was like, it's the Jersey Devil, can't you tell? Oh my god. You gonna lay the pipe to the Jersey Devil. Lay the pipe to the Jersey Devil. <laughs> and rightfully, Scully's like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. You want to fuck a woods woman? Whatever you want to do, man. But don't pretend it's the Jersey Devil. You don't have to sell me on what you want to do, okay? (laughs) So does the Jersey Devil get a seat in Valhalla? Um, I want to say yes, but probably no. But it will get a throne in hell. Okay, that's fair. Throne in hell. You know, next to Dad. All right. When we do Christianity Mythology... Lucifer is going to have to factor in there. Oh, I I can't wait. I can't wait. Lucifer is fascinating. Fascinating. Even yeah. according to the Bible. The angels are going to beat God hands down. They turn up for shit. God don't turn up for nothing. No. Because God's <laughs> like, oh, if you actually see my face, uh, you'll die. <laughs> I know you asked me for a favor, but uh, I, I ghosted you instead. Yeah. He's also an absentee father. You know? So. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, right. they'll be sitting next to the Jersey Devil, that's for sure. Okay, so my next one is the Red Cap Gnomes. <laughs> I love the Red Cap Gnomes. Oh, me too. Um, so every time I see people like have the cute little gnomes with like the red caps, I don't think they're cute. I think of the Red Cap Gnomes, um, which are a malevolent, murderous goblin found in um, Anglo-Scottish border folklore. Um, They inhabit ruined ruined, castles, um, especially those that were the scenes of tyranny or wicked deeds. And the reason that their caps are red is because they soak them in the blood of his victims. (laughs) Yeah. They also call them red comb or bloody cap. Um, Red cap is depicted as a short, Thick-set old elf with long, prominent teeth, skinny fingers armed with talons like eagles, large eyes of a fiery red color, and grizzly hair streaming down his shoulders. He wears iron boots and a pike staff in his left hand and his red cap on his head. When travelers take refuge in his lair or, you know, one of the abandoned castles or wherever there was a bloody battle, um, he flings huge stones at them, and if he kills them, then he uses their blood to make his cap more red. Um, he's unaffected by human strength, but he be, he can be driven away by words of the scripture or the brandishing of a crucifix. 
which will cause him to utter a dismal yell and vanish in flames, leaving behind a large tooth. Oh, a tooth? That's a tooth. <laughs> is it a large tooth or is it just like a person tooth? No, it's a large tooth. Oh. I mean, he is the size of an elf. Um, so he's smallish. So mm. like it might be a large tooth compared to him. Oh, that's fair. Like it wouldn't be a large tooth compared to us. Like we would probably maybe, maybe when people have found dinosaur teeth, it's actually been red cat teeth. That would be pretty wild. Um, like dinosaur non-believers be like, yeah, I heard they were red cap uh, gnome teeth. So what? And those, you that? yeah, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to start saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the tales depicts him as more of a benign little man living in a room high up in a castle. And he bestows good fortune on those who see or hear him. Um, Dutch folk- folklore has him more akin to like the brownies or the sprites out that we in North America have. Um, there was a fortress that was owned by the film Bell family, which was haunted by a more traditional ghost known as old red cap or bloody bell. Um, and they kept seeing him holding a red dagger underneath his hat. Okay. His um, the term red cap is also used in a more general sense. For example, the village in Cornwall, fairies were often referred to as red caps, including some of the fairies, like the, the trooping fairies, because of their fondness for wearing green clothing and scarlet caps. Um, but that was because of an Irish poet. And they, they're like, eh, you probably shouldn't trust those. <laughs> Not the Irish poets, the, the, the story. <laughs> I think you can trust Irish poets, but. So that is red caps. That's why when I laugh, when people always like, oh, the gnomes with the little red hats, that's where they're from. Um, and there's a terrifying children's story of David the gnome, and they're all in red caps. They love, <laughs> they're like, isn't it cute and cheruby? I'm like, yeah, if he killed like, the cherub. No, he's going to kill them all and eat them. Dip their hats in the blood of his enemies. I don't uh, think he gets to go to Valhalla. I think he has to. That is not a good place for him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Where's like a good? Where Where would you put? A well, we could put him. Yeah, like on the hill of Tara, just dipping that hat in blood at the battle. Yeah, I mean, he needs. I think he should stay as a guardian. Um, yeah, in Tara, I agree. Like, yeah, he probably, he probably needs to be there, but he's on our side. He's got to soak up all the blood. Uh, Ooh, we're up to my last one, mm-hmm. which is a, a legendary creature instead of uh, a cryptid. So, you, I mean, if you find this creature, goodness me. Uh, and it is a firebird. <gasps> is it a phoenix? It is not the same as a phoenix. Oh. Where like a phoenix burns itself up and is reborn. A firebird never does that. It just lives its regular life but is fiery. Nice. Um, its plumage emits the flames. So like, it's like literal, like, like feathers of flame. That sounds pretty. It is. I love it. It's, um, most associated with like transformation and rebirth and stuff, even though it's not coming from its own flame, like it's constantly burning off. So instead oh. of all at once, it's just constantly 
So evolved. it's like the um, eagle in the Mabinogian that the um, that the pig feeds off of. The golden bird or yeah. whatever. That was yes. constantly dropping plumage but never dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like that. It's uh, most well known from Russia, from Russian folklore. Mm. Um, it since the feathers emit light, uh, heroes often sought um, capture to capture it. And there was one famous uh, Russian fairy tale called the Tale of Firebird, um, where it was written into uh, a ballet by Igor Stravinsky uh, in 1910. And it opens in the garden and Prince Ivan is chasing the firebird whom uh, he winds up capturing. 13 princesses princesses enter the garden and Ivan falls in love with one. And when the princesses are called back to Koshi's place, Ivan tries to follow, um, but he is stopped. And the evil king turns Ivan to stone and the, a different prince summons the firebird with the feather and she makes uh, Koshi and his subjects do an infernal dance and they fall asleep and Ivan is freed and winds up like marrying the girl. Wow. Um, so why is this one a legendary creature and not a cryptid? Because uh, cryptids are real. Cryptids are real. Cryptids are real. Everyone. They're real. You can go find a Bigfoot for yourself, but you're not really going to find a Firebird. I mean, but I mean, maybe you could, you know, okay. that would be so, pretty cool. Okay. So we're in agreement that in order to be a legendary creature, you're not real. So unicorns are legendary creatures or are they real? Well, I wonder if they're like a little bit of both. Because right. they're legendary. Nobody's ever seen one, really. Right. I would say they're legendary because nobody's claiming that they saw one. True. True. No, that's true. You're right. So that would make mermaids cryptids. Yeah, because people think they see mermaids. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. But sirens are not. Well. I mean, it was like, when's the last siren sighting, you know? That's true. That's true. I mean, to be fair, they, people could be seeing sirens and just think they're mermaids. I mean, there is a difference. But, you know, we won't know because if you've seen a siren, you're dead anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's too late for you. We'll never know. We'll, never know. well I like the firebird. Me too. Uh, the first book I ever read was called Firebird, and it was by Mercedes Lackey. Of course it was. Very, yeah, I know. Very famous uh, thing, but she she combined that ballet of the Firebird with what is a uh, what's the name of that? The Brothers Grimm, the Golden Bird. So and, the Dancing Princesses. Uh, the Dancing Princesses is the ballet, mm -hmm. and the Golden Bird is like somebody stealing uh, fruit, in this case cherries, from the Czar's garden. And the older brothers can't catch it, whoever's doing it. And, and Yvonne catches the firebird doing it. So, like, he goes on a little adventure with a bunch of, like, talking animals and stuff. And 
similar thing happens where like there's a crusty old king and he has everybody turned into statues and or other animals or whatever and he's like Frankie. I know. So he him and his little animal friends and the firebird free the princesses and and like hit one of his shitty brothers was stuck as a statue and he was like good good you fucking suck. Fucking <laughs> Uh, and then he marries one of the princesses, but she sucks. And wow. then, yeah, because like she was like, "Help me! I'm being held captive." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then helps her, and she's like, "Where's my lavish stuff that that king was giving me while I was stuck being a swan or whatever?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not rich, so I, I mean, I really did a number on my family, so there's nothing coming." Oh wow! And she was like, "I hate this," and he's like, "I hate you." So he leaves her and then winds up marrying the Firebird because my fantasy is like that sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> no judgments. I think the Firebird should go to Valhalla. I think so too. I think um, that'd be really cool. I, she's one of my favorites. And she's a she. And she deserves cool. all those cherries. She does. And a crown. And a throne and all the things. And she's very nice. She's a nice lady by all accounts. She's a lovely lady. She does lady things. <laughs> Don't knock my. All right, hey. you ready for my last one? I sure am. It's the squonk. What's a squonk? Exactly. What's a squonk? Um, it is a mythical creature that is reputed to live in the hemlock. First of all, I didn't know we had hemlock forests. In- forests in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm going to have to go get me some hemlock. Um, But they supposedly live in northern Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, Jonestown, not Jonestown, Jonestown, Pennsylvania celebrates the squonk at the Squonkapalooza in the month of August. Can we go to that? I think it's already over. Next Next year. We'll go to it next year. Um. So the first written account of the squonk was from the 1910 book, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, which all this made me think was mythical creatures and how to tame them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His province was attested in the next written iteration in the 1939 book, Fearsome Critters. Yeah. This book suggests that the creatures had migrated from deserts to swamps to finally settle in Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, as logging camps were continuously moving in the early 20th century, this could explain the proposed, the proposed creatures migration to Pennsylvania. Um, I do remember somebody telling me a long time ago that the reason why there's so many, um, like sightings of fairies and whatnot in Pennsylvania is because of how many people either passed through or how many Europeans actually settled here Mm. and the type of Europeans that settled here. So, like uh, American Godzi, yeah, bringing that stuff with them. Um, <laughs> unlike many mythical creatures, the supposed physical cre- characteristics of the squonk remain unchanged from the original written account. Um, <laughs> squonk is not. There's no nobility to this creature whatsoever. Okay, what it, it is. <laughs> it likes to travel around twilight and dusk. And because it's of its misfitting skin, which is covered in warts and moles, it is always unhappy. Oh! Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk, 
by its tear-stained trail, for the animal weeps constantly. When it's cornered and escape seems impossible, or when it gets surprised or frightened, it dissolves itself into tears. Like, poof, just tears. Cries and it, poof. It's ugly? It's not ugly. I love you, buddy. <laughs> um, they are the slowest on Moonlit's night because they try to avoid seeing their own ugly appearance in any illuminated bodies of water. They also have webbed toes on their left feet, specifically their left feet. <laughs> um, I think the fact that it's always crying, and then if you scare it, it just cries itself into disappearance. <laughs> it's so sad. Don't cry. I know. I know. Um, yeah. Apparently, Genesis um, wrote a song about it. That's awesome. Uh, on the 1976 A Trick of the Tale. Uh, and the song is actually called Squonk. <laughs> that sounds like some Peter Gabriel shit right there. It was Mike Rutherford. No, I mean like before they switched over to Phil Collins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is the Squonk. That is in my own backyard. Um, We're going to go find it and make it feel good about itself. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, what else? Squonka Palooza. I cracks me up. Um, everything's a Palooza. Everything's a Palooza. Um, oh no, it's it's coming. It's it's happening. Squonka Palooza is happening August twenty sixth. Oh no, I'll be in Michigan. No, yes, Michigan. I'll be working. Um, it's the saddest creature in the world. We want to turn those frowns upside down. Oh, okay. So their goal is. To spread the love of the squonk to cheer them up. That's actually cute. Mm. I'm going to cheer them up next year, baby. We'll go next year. Um, yeah, they have they have speakers. This is so. This is close to the Appalachian Mountains, uh, oh. where Johnstown is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnstown, PA. Um, I didn't realize how close it was. It's actually at the foot of the Appalachian Mountains. Which also makes sense. So it's, yeah. Um, maybe yeah. for our 200th episode, I'll go and see what lurks around the West. Chupacabras, maybe? I didn't um, pick Chupacabra, by the way, because, like, could it be more basic? I know, I know. And I feel like Chupacabras aren't really an East Coast thing. No, they definitely... No, they're definitely, they definitely a West Coast. Uh, so it's four hours away from me. Oh, that's not too bad. Nah. So next year, Squonkapalooza. I want to give Squonk all of the the crowns because I feel bad for him. <laughs> oh, this was so much fun. I love these cryptids. I love all of these little animals. Me too. Can I tell you, I got turned on recently to... Um, a podcast because I follow Jason Pargin and like whatever that guy says is golden to me. Uh, and he started a podcast. It's only one episode in. So that's my recommendation. That's my plug for this week. Also, I'm, I'm doing 46 climbs again. So I'll be hiking for suicide awareness and to help uh, provide services to people in need. Nice. Please make sure uh, you put that in the, uh... there'll be links, links yeah. for donations below. And 
my plug is for a podcast called Big Feats. Uh, it's Robert Brockway, Sean Baby, and Jason Pargin. It's David Wong. And they are reviewing a TV show called Mountain Monsters, which was on the Travel Channel. You can watch it on uh, HBO Max. Nice. And it is like six hillbillies trying to find Bigfoot every week. I know. And they never find him. Gina was telling me about this. And it's like, it's very clearly not real. Like it's filmed real. Like, like they're all playing it very straight, but it's all unscripted. So it's like a giant improv exercise of just these six hillbillies hunting uh, a Bigfoot. And it's awesome. It's so dumb. It's hard to watch the show itself, but it's very funny to listen to the podcast. <laughs> this should be us. It is. It's going to be us. It's going to be us flying to Australia to look for a yaoi. There we go. Getting mauled by a dingo. <laughs> we'll be a dingo. We'll touch a plant and we'll just die. <laughs> be the corpse flower. And just Yeah, we'll be like, oh, what's this? Dead. Dead. You're just dead. <laughs> um... I, what is my plug this week? Mm, it's almost spooky season. I don't love that. Um, go out and support your local haunts. Go out and, I don't know, pick some pumpkins or something. <laughs> um, I am staying um, on a little farmhouse next month. Ooh, that's yes, cute. Where I get to play with goats. And uh, going to the Pennsylvania Ren Fair. Oh, that's fun. Is that with uh, Miss Melissa? No, no, I'm going with Bill. Oh, wow. As a pet. Oh, geez. I am going as a patron. I couldn't even think of the word. I was going to say peasant. You going as a, you got to carry your own purse? That's fucked up. I got to carry my own purse. God damn it. <laughs> that's crazy. No, no. Ah, uh, well, thank you to our listeners for getting us to 100 episodes. Thank you, guys. We want you to write into us in um, a five star review or at an email at lastgodpod at gmail.com or tweet us. And I'll never not say tweet so that guy can suck my balls. Not happening. Yeah, uh, at lastgodpod with what your favorite cryptid or legendary creature is. You let us know. Uh, thank you to Mike Giacino for writing our theme music. Thank you to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye.